Welcome to the podcast. This is the Dance PT podcast, hosted by moi, Jenna Cantor, performer, hachikapow, and physical therapist. In our interviews, we will dive into all the things that can regularly help you. That's right. As a dance physical therapist with your patients. That's right. Please note that the purpose of this podcast is entertainment and is not here to replace any medical advice. That being said, we are all here to support each other, which leaves me at the most important message I want to leave you with. You are enough and never change yourself for anyone. That's right. You heard me. Be you, and that will enable you to help others the best way possible. Let's end with more scatting. That's right. Jenna out. Hey, we are live here with Patrick Toy, Dr. Patrick Toy. And you can see behind him is Skelly. Um, yep. Skelly is excited to um, share her expertise, aka color scheme, beauty, how she just, she kind of knows how to hang. Actually, how to hang. We, we, call, we call him Fred, actually. Oh, Fred, it's Fred. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Hold on. I got to share something funny because anybody who's popping on right now, you know, if you have a background in dance, there's this one dance step we do that literally has no name and it's where you're standing and you're going in and out like this it's just like a thing that you do at the bar a lot of ballerinas do this to warm up the hip it has no name and i have a friend um where the the teacher said what should we call it and she said i mean i think i was like 12 and she said fred Oh, nice. Well, nobody says Fred. I'm like, it's Fred. I know I wonder, Fred. Yeah, I, wonder where, I don't know why we call him Fred. Seriously. It's just, yeah. Isn't that great? Yeah. That's the best. You're like, that just, it just, <laughs> Fred. Fred has made it up on, on my Google reviews actually too. Which is, uh, does you know, Fred identify as a man, woman, or a they? Nope. Neither. Just, it's just Fred. It could be yeah. an acronym. It could be a name. Yep, yep. I love it. I love it. It's a, 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 any, any, any dream will do. Um, yep. Patrick, thank you so much for coming on to this insanity sure. of an intro to this interview. I am honestly really grateful. We connected for those who don't know Patrick. Patrick, would you mind telling everyone your business, where you live, what you're providing right now in this very calm time? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm actually in uh, Seattle, Washington. So the original U.S. epicenter of the COVID-19 crisis that we're going through right now. Um, so I know you're, you're in New York, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. I wish everybody out there the best to stay healthy, um, try to stay home if you can. But um, so my practice uh, before this happened was um, just mobile physical therapy. So um, we provide physical therapy on an outpatient basis. So we um, go out to people's homes, workspaces. We actually create contracts um, at uh, different companies so that we actually provide anywhere from like you know every two weeks or once a month kind of PT services for their employees to um, motor vehicle accident work comp um, sports injuries we have a couple of like pro athletes and stuff too that we see on an individual basis in their own home um, and then everything in between too from your um, balance ball risk patients too so um, yeah and so we've been doing that for since August of 2018 and it's been going really well um, but just like everybody else right now, we're kind of 
shifting gears towards telehealth. I've always had that in my practice too, but I've always offered it more of as a complimentary 10 minute, like, hey, like check in with you if you're on vacation or whatever, right? So I think now it's more of like, you know, we're looking at how to do physical therapy in different ways to keep people safe. So I mean, Yeah. And I, I, I want to jump in because regarding physical therapy and working specifically with dancers, mm-hmm. how big is that loss of manual therapy when you're going into telehealth? Is that go, is that really like boom, like a massive downfall and, and, and decrease in their recovery? Yeah, I know. I think right now people have to like kind of shift gears into using telehealth as a way of doing the progress that you've already received. So let's say, for example, like half my caseload, um, what we call like the subacute stage of rehabilitation or the middle part of the rehab. So they're still getting like, you know, a significant amount of manual therapy, but they were also doing a, a good half of their hour session doing um uh, strengthening and stabilization stuff. So those are the kind of things that we can do on a telehealth basis. And so, yeah, my patients do miss having that manual part, but they also have valued the exercise um, progression. And so, you know, I think you know this better than anybody, Jenna, that um, your confidence in getting back to doing what you love is just as important as the physical part. And so I think with telehealth, we can actually provide still, um, that service. Now, if you just recently got injured, the other thing that we've done too is we've also switched gears towards telehealth, but we actually triage. So a lot of times patients don't even know, like, do I go to the urgent care? Do I go to the ER and stuff? And so having our doctoral level studies, we can actually triage a lot of this stuff to actually make it, you know, to actually tell our patients like, hey, that actually is something you really need to get checked out. That might be a fracture mm-hmm. um, or like, hey, um, try this out you know, and see how this feels. And we can actually teach some self-drainage techniques for edema, or um, I have this tool right here. It's called Varicane. It's kind of a knockoff brand, but, you know, you can do a lot of like, you know, teaching like self kind of like um, um, soft tissue mobilization using that too. So there's a lot of things that I think people just don't realize what we can teach over, you know, video conferencing, but there's a lot that, um, that we can do. Yeah, you're you're hitting on what I what I do a little bit with essentially finding things around the house, a tennis ball, a, a racquetball, whatever, and that can replace, replace your hands for yeah. sure. Have you had any resistance regarding doing more movement themselves? You know, they have to do all the work now. There's yeah. no like laying there and uh, uh, what kind of resistance have you had with that? Because it's going to be a much more active session. Yeah. You know, I think a lot of people now are just, you know, things are changing so fast, right? Things that we probably knew last week are it's obsolete now. I know. are just like, crap, 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 crap. Oh, yes, I'm alive. (laughs) I think even with the most, like, even like someone like my mom, right? Super resistant to change. Just very negative, you know, kind of mindset when it comes to change, right? Yeah. Um, you know, she's done a telehealth visit too, right? And so I think it's really changing everybody, right? It's, it's changing the way we think about how we go about our, our day, how we engage in the economy. And so it's really, I think, going to change the, the scene a lot when we try to return back to normal. But to answer your question more directly, yeah, I mean, there's, there's people that, you know, like, no, like, I'd rather just save my visits and, you know, or, or I'd rather just save my money until until I can see you and you can put, 
you know, your hands on me and stuff. And so, but I think that speaks more to like the type of people that we are as providers that we, I think it's not only just our hands that they miss in terms of the manual, but it's that person to person connection. Yeah. It's interesting you bring that up. I actually spoke to another practice owner a few hours ago. It's been a busy day. And um, my buddy Stephen Dunn, who has his own practice, they do a lot of Pilates. And and he started off just by messaging his people and just checking in. And he's been very consistent in staying on top of it. And so at at first people were saying to him, no, I don't need this. I'll just wait. I'll just wait. But then as the time passes and they're like, oh, I'm here for a while, they start to go, okay, let's yeah. do a session. And he said, what's so interesting is this people that are now doing telehealth are actually really liking it, yeah. like really liking it. It takes away that travel time, even though we're stuck in our homes anyway, but like it takes away so much more uh, time that that is normally subtracted from your day just by being able to do in your home. And then if you're seeing the results and still getting what you want, it's, it's quite incredible. Yeah. Uh, I think, yeah. Also too, to that point, like what um, the practice owner you're talking to, that's what I do too. I just share my, um, I use doxy me per- personally, doxy.me. And literally I just, I just tell everybody add that to my list of, you know, like if you have a contact list for me in your phone, add that as a note or whatever. And that's your personal, that's the personal portal that my patients can go into and it's secure. It's HIPAA compliant. So they can go in there and it dings me. It it actually messages me to say like, Hey, you know, you know, Jenna's in your waiting room. I'm like, Oh, okay. So I can just jump onto my computer since I'm already home and go, Hey, what's up? What's going on? Right. And so, yeah, and, and I think, that access to, especially, you know, I think for PT, it's great because we're not trying to like, I'm not trying to get patients in New York and you're not trying to get patients in Seattle, right? You're, you're getting patients that are in your community and that are part of your, your dance group and, and, and such forth. Right. And I'm trying to get like my softball guys in here. And so these are people who are like, just well connected to us in our communities. And so I think having that, that almost immediate uh, connection to someone and, and it becomes more personal too at the same time. It, it's just like, they love it. So even though um, the ones who were resistant to it are now believers in it, just because I said, Hey, just try it out. Like no cost, right? Let's just, yeah. let's just check in with you. Just, just see how you're doing. Right. First, like I do care about your, your mental well-being throughout this whole process, you know, being sheltered in place really sucks. So let's just, let's just talk like, you know, let's just have a conversation. And then they go, Oh, that was actually pretty easy to do. Like, you know, signing up with this, um, this platform StreamYard, right. You sent me a link and I was like, okay, bam, bam, bam. Oh, I'm in. Great. Yeah. So I think it's just one of those things, like, unless you try it out, you actually don't know what it's like. And so So simple. I I mean, for us as providers, of course, we need to make sure it's a HIPAA compliant platform. There has to be a liability release signed by your patient. That's, I mean, you need that liability thing no matter what anyway. So just make sure you have that little documentation saying even even if it's HIPAA compliant, saying like, you know, I get permission, all that kind of stuff. But like, but then you're good. Then you're good. It's it is so much simpler than what um, I think people were, oh, you know, like it takes. Yeah, I just think they, they just don't know, right? You, they don't you, know. You they don't know. You know what you don't know. Exactly. And I was talking to somebody about this. I don't know what day. Well, I don't even know what day today is, Tuesday. Anyway, so I, I was talking to somebody about this the other day regarding, um, 
oh crap, my brain just farted. I mean, it was a good release, but like farted. Whoa. Oh my God, smells. Um, okay, I'm just going to retract, release, reverse like Jim Carrey and come back. Hi, welcome well, to the podcast. Yeah, something else to uh, <laughs> help out your, your, um, the people that you're connected with is that, I mean, literally we have like, you know, pro, semi-pro athletes. We have your stay-at-home moms. We have, we have like literally everything. Like we have, I have 80-year-olds doing telehealth with me, right? So when people say like, you know, there's no way my mom or dad could do this. Like they don't even know how to text. And then I'm like, they don't need to text. They just need to click a link from my text message. And then they literally just write to their phones, right? And then they're like, oh, wow, that's super cool. It's and so like my mom was like the first person to tell me that there's no way someone older than me could do this, right? And I was like, mom, I'm telling you, I, I have patients that are doing it. And so, you know, if you have, you know, if you're working with um, Jenna right now and you're a dancer, give her a chance. Like, you know, that's why I tell my patients too. Um, my softball guys are just super, you know, um, just impressed with what I'm able to do over video conferencing. So that's why I just say, just give it a chance. You have nothing to lose. So much. And it also right now really hits upon the psychological component. We've always known that there's a big psychological component with an injury and any type of recovery. But I think there's that added sense of normalcy when yep. they are doing a session that is so needed. It gives yep. them their schedule, their monotonous day. Yeah. Thank yeah. No, and I, I think also too, now that everybody's at home, it's just, it's kind of nice to just get back to something that's kind of routine or something that you're just kind of used to. And so like, you know, a lot of my patients, you, you know, like, especially the ones that retired, use me as a gauge to know what day of the week it is, right? Because I see them like every Tuesday or, you know, or whatever, right? So I kind of get them back into that, you know, kind of that sense of normalcy, which is nice too. Absolutely. Uh, would you mind showing in your room the equipment that you use when you're doing a telehealth session so people can just see? Sure. And, and everything we're going to yeah. show right now is not a must. It's just what, what you're using. Clearly, we have Fred. Yeah. So I have Fred I use quite a bit, um, you know, for any kind of soft tissue stuff. Um, you know, like I said, the Theracane is really nice. And this is like on Amazon, um, the knockoff brands, which I think this one is, yeah, this was a knockoff brand, but I like it had good reviews and this one was like 20 bucks. So it's not, it's not going to break the bank. Um, so I use that for a lot of my runners or, um, just people who work at the computer all day long. Um, you know, I have like, again, I play softball. So I use, I use a lot of my old bats and stuff to, you know, use for like, you know, range of motion type of stuff or active assisted range of motion type of stuff. Um, I have like balance pads um, for people who have like hip issues. We use a lot of my walk right here, but you know we use a lot of like loop bands and stuff too. So putting that around your legs um, to work on some hip um, stabilization. And they have um, and they have all those things already at their home for you to be able right. to. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or like I said, the ones you know that are new patients or, or whatever. I have this already here. And I'll, I can just put that in the mail or if they live close enough, I'll just like drop it off on their front porch and just tell them to sanitize it, you know, just to keep yeah. safe. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. That's I think if you're working, you're working with, you know, private individual providers like, like us, we go that extra mile for our patients. We're, we're not bounded by, right. you know, like a hospital system or something, you know, like a corporation that's telling us like, Oh, you can't do that or whatever. I think 
you know, we're just your neighborhood kind of like uh, providers and we're going to do, we're just going to offer like the utmost like customer service possible during this time. So, yeah, yeah. I remember my brain fart just recovered. Yeah. Um, and the gas is back in. So I actually want to bring up something that is controversial regarding telehealth therapy. And that has to do with the fact that we are covered by um, uh, CMS. So that's um, Medicaid, Medicare. There's, and, uh, and also just depending on the state you live in, there are uh, place, uh, still a lot of places where they don't legally allow the reimbursement for telehealth. So um, would you mind talking on that? I mean, some of this is opinion based. Um, uh, People would deny that maybe and be like, oh, you can't do that. But what is your thought on just saying, instead of calling it telehealth, a wellness visit? Yeah, I think it just depends on like the state that you live in and what your goals are too. So like you know, I have I have patients who I've switched over from an insurance-based kind of, um, you know, uh, episode of care is what we call it. So, like, if they're seeing me for, like, an ankle sprain or something, right, and then I take them through the progressions of their rehab process, and then I effectively discharge them, meaning that their ankle got better, they hit all their goals, and then, um, you know, I sign off on that. But then they want to do more, like, personal training, so then we switch it over to a a wellness type uh, model where they just pay like a cash rate and we're free to charge what we do at that point. Yeah. And so, um, you know, and, and the way we do it that way, I think it's very like a clear, easy way of, of seeing that progress. But I think the, the areas where it gets kind of gray is if let's say you have someone who has Medicare and you're not a participating provider for Medicare. Right. And you charge, a cash rate and that's where you have to have an abn where they are aware that this is a covered benefit under medicare but you're not participating and they're willing to pay cash rate right so um explaining to people uh what abn stands for i knew you were gonna ask that once i said it out of my mouth honestly Um, i don't know the acronym that actually doesn't matter um but what is a so they so in general what is that for what is that yeah yeah, an ABN uh, form. Uh, let me get you the acronym because it's. Boring. You're like, I knew you were going to ask it. How dare you? She asked. There you go. It's an advanced beneficiary notice. Um, so it's just it just means that it's it's just waiving liability. Um, mm-hmm. It's a notice that a um, um, like myself as a provider, I should be you know giving to a patient if I'm not participating in Medicare, yeah. and just you know, notifying the patient, like, hey, this is a covered benefit, but I'm not a purchasing provider. And so and I, depending um, on your state, always, depending on your state, always. Yeah, it, it, it's so such an interesting time. I mean, to go in this, like, you know, can we provide telehealth? You know, what areas are great? I'm going to say my piece just for a second, just even though it, it's controversial. I personally think that the world has more concerns greater than us as physical therapists regarding dead bodies and people not dying. I don't think, I think we really are not vital right now. I truly believe that. I believe in what we do, but I think us going and bothering these people who are trying to figure out what to do with death, like I'm not going to bother them. They're good. 
They have yeah. enough on their plate. Like yeah. my my legislative representative right now, she yeah. is. I'm I'm in Elmhurst, New York. We have the most deaths and the most uh, most people um, yeah. who have ca- uh, contracted the disease is right here in my area in New York. I'm not going to bother her and be like, can you sign no. this CMS form asking for us to be covered? Like, oh, my God, please. I mean, I usually don't say this, but right now, yeah, she has other things that are more important than us. If oh, you yeah. agree with me, that's so fine. But that's just yeah. my strong belief right now. No, I mean, I think you've seen with some of my posts, too, that, you know, in terms of this whole essential, this essential, non-essential thing, I've been pretty vocal about it, that. You know, and I love physical therapy. You know, I've been. I love it. I believe in what we do, but. But like in in this state where we're we have such a deadly virus, you know, um, you know, and how fast this thing can spread, um, you know, just what I do as an outpatient PT, what you do as a dance PT, it's just not. It's it's not life saving. It's not life saving. So I'm not, I mean, I'm going to, we're still going to do what we do. That's our business. We are still helping people. I'm not saying that, but in regards to the people who are above us and what they're dealing with right now, I, I very strongly believe let them deal with it. If you're unsure, just go for it right now. Just go for it. Just, I think, you know, and especially for the PTs that are watching this too, I'm sure there are, you know, you know, I hope none of my posts have ever come off as judgmental or that I think differently of people. It's just more of like what I'm against is the corp- the corporate America that's in our profession, that's putting our colleagues out there on the front line, even though, you know, they're not on the front line, right? We're, we're going out there seeing patients on a routine basis when we really should be helping like New York, you know, out. Like if you have the capability to fly out to New York or you have the capability of helping out your local hospital, that's where... And that's I, hard. That's been a hard pill to swallow. I know we're going off topic, but it's a great topic. That's been a hard. I I cried. That was my second meltdown. Um, getting an email asking for my help, and I was like, I am a selfish asshole because I'm not going to volunteer my body yeah. to possibly die or spread the disease because it scares the crap out of me. And 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 I was just I was crying because I was disappointed in myself. But I was like, I know I'm not going to change my mind. And that's a really I've never thought I'd be asked something like that. Whereas yeah, me neither. Yeah, exactly. I have mentors of mine who are um, uh, working in a, a hospital right now, and she has a baby yeah. at home. I have another friend who was working at a different uh, facility, and yeah. and they are literally, she has coworkers who are moving dead bodies. Yeah. Physical think- therapy. Physical therapy. Yeah. So yeah. Um, crazy, right? I, I legit I can't I can't do it. I can't do it. And yeah. um, so when we're talking about this telehealth and everything and figuring out the logistics, which are are just so simple, and there's so many um Mark Milligan, if you look online and he has provided he did an interview with Karen Litzy that really goes into step by step how to do it. Just go watch that. If you're like, how do I do this step by step? That's there. But I I just wanted to just cover this like regarding access to our performers that we care a lot about. So you guys just know it is very possible. But yeah, you're right. It's it's also like to like something like my wife and a couple of my my mentors said, because I have this internal, like what you said about that internal guilt. feel like I hear, I, you know, I I have colleagues in New York, like yourself and some other um, PTs too. And, and, and doctors that are, are practicing in New York and I hear that cry for help. Right. And I'm here like in my home office and I'm like, like I have these skills I could go, but then it's this idea that like my practice provides jobs. Right. And like how much of my, you know, 
can my infrastructure of my practice survive without me? And then what is the greater good there? And so I think that's the kind of like the question that you and I always battle on. And that just shows that we have a conscience, right? That we're trying to see, you know, what's in the best interest for not just ourselves or our community, but also our profession. There's a lot of, there's just a lot of things that are are, are going on. Like it's hard. It's very, very super hard. Um, The thing that I think people forget that I see in our respective Facebook groups is that like the problem I have is with not to name out corporations here, but like when the corporations are pretty much telling you if you're a staff PT, that business is normal and they're not giving you face masks and they're still trying to double book you. That's what I had a problem with. Yeah. And that's telehealth is so much more valuable. So much valuable. Now that we have, now that we have telehealth with insurances, some insurances coming on board and, and, and paying for it or, just the fact that we have that capability to even use our, our, our phones to use FaceTime or WhatsApp. You don't have to have, they've loosened the, the, um, the, uh, the laws surrounding HIPAA, HIPAA compliance. Right. So, um, you don't have to have like a super like secure, not that, you know, we want to get away with that, but it's just to show you that this country is trying to do things the right way in certain aspects. And other aspects are kind of slow. So, but I think when it comes to telehealth, we're seeing a lot of rapid changes. And I've, I've you know, and things I knew two weeks ago, it's very different today. Right? And so yeah. I always have to keep up to date um, with that stuff. But um, no, I think, you know, the fact that we can agree to disagree on certain things and agree on other things too, I think that's just what makes us who we are. And it, it, it provides, you know, to the dialogue that we should be having. We, we, we can't just, what we did last week does not apply today. And, we, and that's why I do with my PTs too. It's like, when do we completely shut down where we don't even take those post-op patients, right? Um, I think that's something that I always ask them too. Is like, how are you guys feeling? Like, what do you guys want to do? Regardless of what Department of Health is doing, right? Now, if what you say you want to do is against what the Department of Health is, that's a different story. And we got to change that, right? But we definitely want to do what's in the legal realm and then talk about what's in that gray zone. There's still a lot of gray areas too. And so of course there are great areas. So, so you just, yeah. you just go by what you have learned in school. You get exactly. that work signed, all that thing. Everybody's on the same page. Yeah. So we're all on, gotten permission to understanding. That's it. That is it. Uh, yeah. Because even, even within our respective, you know, sub organizations for this state, for every state, like New York physical therapy association, Washington, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Whatever they're they're now posting and trying to give information out, but technically yeah. they're beginners themselves. There are other yeah, people yeah. doing it much longer than them and know exactly what you know. So, so just go with somebody you trust. If you're, I like I said, I'm saying Mark Milligan because this is something he's been trying to get people to do and get more involved. With. Yeah. It's the only one, Joanne M. Martin is another one. She spells her name like Juan J U A N M Martin. She, yeah. she is a, a great resource as well for telehealth. Rob Vining has a group on telehealth. There's a, a, a massive increase in this telehealth stuff because yeah. guess what? 
everybody's clicking on it because they want to know how to provide it and what to do. This is an important tool. And when you're mentioning, say, those 80-year-olds who are doing it with you, this is actually a more valuable tool for those people because for them, when it snows outside, the weather's bad, whatever it may be, getting yeah. to the physical therapy clinic, it can be impossible. For telehealth to open up for them is actually extremely valuable for them long-term. And guess what, you guys, we work here on dancers. We have dancers who get old. We have dancers who get old. So what if you have a dancer and they come back to you 30 years later and they're 80 years old? So does that mean because they're not a dancer, they still don't have that history to get them to where they're at? Absolutely not. So dancers are dancers through and through, even if they have since retired. Would you say that to Delphi Kirkland, if she came into your into your door, or um, oh God, what's the, what's the big one? Mikhail Barishnikov. Oh my God, <laughs> if he came into your door, and um, just because he's not dancing anymore, more, more, would you be like, oh, he's an eighty year old? No, still a dancer, yeah. still a dancer. Yeah. So, exactly. so always just know that it, it working with dancers can truly encompass all ages, and we can serve them in so many different ways depending on their life. So I think this telehealth is the growth of it is really wonderful. It's going to yeah. take a while to get that vaccine. I, apparently yeah. a year getting a vaccine in a year is considered fast. So, so just yeah. we have to be patient and, and just take this a day at a time, but I'm grateful. Yeah. For I mean, I would, you know, what I've been telling my current um, patients is just give it a try, you know, and I tell anybody listening here is just whoever your provider is, if it's, you know, Jenna or your local PT, just, just ask them and, and, I think more often than not, they're going to be willing to just, just talk to you for about 20 minutes, 30 minutes or whatever time they got. And, right. and you, I think you're just going to see like, wow, this is crazy. This is actually pretty, pretty darn easy to do. And then you just have solidified that relationship with both, not only just the pr provider to the patient, but the patient to the provider, right? That's, that's the philosophy we have is that if you become a, a patient of mine at any point, like you're going to be. I want to be your guy for the rest of your life. Yeah. I'm not looking at this as just like a, this one episode of care. I want to, you know, I want to have so much trust um, in your family that you actually come to me and ask me like, Oh, this back pain I'm having it. Do you think this is like actually a muscle bone joint issue or right. is this something that I need to go to the ER for? And so I've done that for patients where they'll, they'll shoot me a message on text at, you know, eight 30 at night. And I go, Ooh, that seems kind of weird. Like, so I'll just call them up. But now that I have telehealth, I'm like, hey, I can actually walk you through some, you know, some functional tests and measures to tell you if this is something that does need to go to the ER or urgent care. And I can actually just make a call. You know, we know this too. You can actually call the ER ahead of, to, ahead of them going and just say, hey, this is this is Dr. Jenna. This is my NPI number. Da, 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 da. I have a patient that I've actively triaged and um, I have concerns that they have whatever ABC things. Um, you know, and then they go, Oh, okay. You know, thanks Dr. Toy. You know, like we appreciate that. And then every single time my patients have said, they've just been literally like what, cause I've given them, you know, the information that they require for them just to go on back. And yeah. Up, right. And so that's a huge, that's a huge asset. I mean, if you can think that you can get that kind of immediate access to a medical provider that quickly and trained, like, why would you not build that relationship with that person? And so I think, yeah, like, People like you and I, we're just going to do so well after this because, you know, patients are going to really crave that like relationship, I think. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Which is wonderful. It's a beautiful thing with that long-term care. I mean, how many, imagine what that's like. If you're like, wait, something's going on with my body and feeling that comfortable and being like, calling them. That's, that's a very rare, unusual, beautiful thing. Patrick, thank you so much for coming on. This was an absolute joy. Where can people, could you give your, where, where can people find you on social media? And if you feel comfortable with your email as well. Yeah, no, um, my email is just info at ptdynamics.com. So uh, dynamics is spelled. I'm trying to figure out where my camera is, but I'm wearing it on my shirt. There we go. So dynamics is spelled with an X. Can you see that? P-Y-N-A-M-I-X. No, you're not. On the wrong side, right here. There we go. There you go. D-Y-N-A-M-I-X. Um, well, yeah, you know, when I, when I made the, uh, when I made up the name, right, I was trying to figure out like what hasn't been taken, what has, oh, you, know, be you, know, <laughs> you remember that, those days, right? Like, yeah. I was just like, ah, oh. so it took a while, but then I just realized that I'm, I'm a family guy at heart and I love to, to just the dynamics of what we do as a PT and it just, the words kept, kept popping up. And then I was like, oh, and I like mixing things up a lot. Right. And I think yeah. you, you and I are both kind of like conversation starters right and we're yeah, very yeah. you know we're, we're opinionated in our in our, in our uh, convictions and and we uh we stand by them right and i think people know and respect that and uh, we don't waver on that and we're good people and so i just thought like the um the mix um spelling was pretty cool there too and i so, love it uh, i love it yeah um so- but yeah so that's my that's my clinic and my uh or my practice and my website is just www.ptdynamics.com and uh you know, if you have any questions, um, you know, yourself or anybody that you know in your network, I'm always, and you've seen that too, I'm, I'm always down to have a conversation with anybody in the profession. So um, we're just trying to help each other out and just Is be good people. Is there a good way, Facebook Messenger, what's a good way for them to reach out to you if they want to reach out? All the above. <laughs> yeah. Love yeah. it. All, all email. Yeah. So email is great. So just info at my, you know, at PT Dynamics or you know, you can find me on Facebook. It's pretty easy to message me. Love it. Love it. Yay. Thank you so much for coming on. You guys write replay. If you're catching the replay, I see that some people have been popping on and watching. Feel free to ask any questions down below. I'll I'll bring Patrick. Oh, I haven't. You need to get into the group. I'll bring Patrick into the group. So in case you guys have questions or if any questions come up on telehealth, um, you can just be there and be like, Um, (laughs) which would be great. And like you mentioned, um, the telehealth group for the uh, physical therapists with um, Rob um, Bining. Great group. Great group. And I'm doing more lives on there too with them. And we're actually going to put some content together to um, really help the um, beginner PT or if you've been doing it for a while but want to do insurance or if you're out of network and you want to learn how to um, build the insurance directly. So kind of like just taking the whole like every single combination that's possibly out there and wherever you want Absolutely. to enter and progress forward, um, there's going to be an option for you. Right. And so, yeah. So we're that. super, yeah. Rob and I are super excited about that um, idea of how to create content that's kind of um, fluid enough to where you can figure out where your point is. And, and, you know, if you need it from start to finish, then that's there. If you need it, if you're here and you want to be here, then, you know, it's just, yeah, we're super excited about doing that. So I love that. I love that. Thank you for coming on, everybody. Have a great day. Goodbye. All right, guys. See ya. Stay safe.